Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is Brandon. We're coming in some more high defi- high definition. <laughs> We're stumbling over our words. We're going back to the basics of the time where I could almost never get the intro down right. That was where the good old days and... What did you just say? That was I where the do- good old... <laughs> <laughs> this is officially... Already gone off the rails to start the episode. See, that's actually one thing. No matter how many times I do podcasting and make YouTube videos, I can't not trip over my words. It's 100% fact. It's just going to happen. It's just a part of the ride of when you tune in and I'm on the podcast. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for being here today. Brandon, how you feeling? It's one of those days, man. uh, I've had better days, but... uh... I think uh, hopefully this episode is uh, something that can uh, kick me into gear here. I know that the last couple weeks we've been talking a lot about, um, I mean, talking only about everything that's kind of happening in this country uh, surrounding Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and uh, the systems and stuff. And I think, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how to move forward uh, you know, I haven't posted a video in two weeks, and and uh, part of it's just like, how can I ask people to pay attention to my art uh, when we should be paying attention to what's going on? But I think, uh, I think just like this episode, not this episode, this 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 podcast, it's it's everything must go. We we try to tackle a, a lot of topics and a lot of things. So I think. Um, I want to, I want to be more balanced. You know, I I think it's very important that we we don't stop talking about what's happening and and we we keep it in our our heads and we we take action to to try to fix things. But it's also, um, I think it is also important to, um, you know, talk about life. Talk about what's going on talk about philosophy talk about psychology talk about music you know because um, I even think that to a certain extent part of the reason I think I'm feeling down is I've I've only really focused on things outside of myself and uh, you, you can't sustain that because if you're not taking care of yourself to a certain extent um you can burn out really quick and that's especially something that we talked about last episode that I think is important to pay attention to because we don't we don't want to burn out and uh and then drop off the fight altogether yeah I I do want to comment a couple things on today's episode um one you'll notice that the the quality probably looks a little bit better we we switch things up we're using some different cameras this time um, Brandon, I, I'm, I'm pretty much feeling exactly the same way that you are, where I'm glad that we're, we've been talking about all this stuff and we need to continue to have these discussions. Whenever you talk about race issues, you've got, I don't, I don't know why, but it seems to be like it's controversial to talk about things that oftentimes it seems like th- there's clearly a problem to me. You recognize that there's clearly a problem, but because it's controversial, you know that for some people, they don't feel that it's a problem, which is a problem in itself. Um, 
it's kind of hard to move on past any difficult topics or difficult times, and that's why we've continued to talk about it. And of course, we're going to talk about some of this stuff in today's episode. We don't have any segments per se planned out. Uh, it's going to just be another episode where we kind of just go over what's been going on, but I've been kind of feeling the same way as you in terms of today. I've been in a kind of a bad mood. I just feel sort of fatigued from, uh, I, as I had said, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that on June 3rd, when Chicago opened back up, that I was going to feel like way better about everything because I was going to have more options of things to do. But I think actually I started feeling more depressed, not just because of all of the, the bad things happening in the world, but I just kind of feel like it's a combination of just a feeling stuck. Like I don't, I don't feel like I can do all the things I wanted to do. I just feel kind of let down by how the summer is going. I kind of feel let down by just seeing this country get more and more divided. And it really bothers me a lot because I think people know that I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I'm usually the person who, you know, no matter how bad things are, I'm like, you know, it, as bad as this is, like, we're all going to be better because of it. But right now, I will admit, I'm struggling in my own head to stay upbeat. I've tried to push myself forward by doing, like, three YouTube videos a week and just stay really, really busy with things. But you're right. I mean, I battle things all the time. I'm like, should people even be paying attention to what I'm doing? Does what I do actually even matter? Is there more to my life than making a bunch of YouTube videos telling people about Chicago, a place that I live now but may not even live in the future? Like, I don't even... I've definitely done a lot of reevaluating and asking myself these tough questions because I've been working toward this platform, but I don't want to feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. So I've started evaluating it again. Like, am I still doing this stuff for the right reasons? Or is there something bigger out there that I should be focused on? And I don't have all the answers on today's episode. Maybe through talking out a little bit, I'll have a little bit of a better picture. But I think any person who has experienced 2020 up to this point who has not felt a little bit of um, like a need to reevaluate some things in their life, I feel like you're doing it wrong. I feel like at this point, everyone should be doing a bit of rethinking of their life because there's just a lot of, a lot of things that have happened that have really put things into perspective. And now that this has really been dragging on and dragging on, and realizing like it, things aren't going to go back to normal. It's just not going to happen. There's not going to be there's going to be a new normal, but it's the 2020 that I wanted to happen is not going to happen in the form that I went into this year entering. And now it's like more real than ever. And that sucks for my own selfish reasons and because I just want everyone to be happy and I I don't feel like they are, but yeah, I'd be lying if I said on this Sunday that I'm not a bit just fatigued of this whole thing and feeling a little bit less optimistic than I normally am, even though I know eventually these things will start to get better. And, and I think they are starting to get gradually better. It's just it's tough to see it right now. Well, I mean, one, I think change is happening. Uh, you had, unfortunately, another uh, shooting in, in Atlanta. Um uh what was this guy's name let me let me check it i think it was like rashad something give me one second um atlanta yeah rashad no rashard rashard brooks um was shot by police in atlanta 
And uh, the officer who killed them uh, was fired on Saturday, I think maybe yesterday, and then the police chief resigned. So I, I think that you're you're seeing people um, start to take some accountability on on, on stuff and and uh, listening to people who are are not allowing you to be complacent uh, through their um, through their protests and stuff. So I do think that good things are happening. Um, it's just a well, a couple things for me. I think, uh, so I went to a couple of protests last weekend and obviously with COVID still being present, I have been quarantining myself and it is kind of, I think that's been honestly a a big, um, contributor to how I'm feeling because I'm just like, I'm so like specifically in this time, you, you feel very small in the world because these things that are happening just feel so unfair and awful and you just you want to make change it's like how much how much can I do sometimes you feel like and uh, what what are the right steps to take and then it's like on top of that you know just uh just kind of sitting in my own head about it in my apartment. Um, I mean, I could talk to Coda about it, but <laughs> she uh, she's a great... Does she li- appreciate that? <laughs> she loves when I just talk to her about all the issues in the world. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it just, you, you feel very small and you feel... I, I, I've just felt really... Um, I felt like I wanted to, like you said, you know, when June 3rd hit get some some of our routine back of just you know spending time creating content together having our uh walks and talks you know motivational um and i feel just like i feel like i've created a whole new rut for myself and that's even separate from everything that's going on i just feel i feel like i uh i'm just really twisted up and i I um I'm excited for um when my own self quarantine is over to to get back to doing stuff together and and uh just getting out of my own thoughts and my own head cuz I I just right now my head is just I feel like my head's such a bad place to be in um specifically because I'm not doing anything really, you know, I'm just sitting around. And so it's, uh, with an overthinker like me, I just, uh, I mean, I think it happens with anybody, not even just people who consider themselves overthinkers, but if you're just kind of sitting in your own thoughts all the time, a lot of that can, um, develop into, um, a sort of downward spiral effect. And that's kind of how I've been feeling, but yeah, I don't it's know. In my life. <laughs> yeah, that's how you've been feeling? <laughs> I've been feeling like uh, when I first moved to Chicago, I always spent all, like I was always alone. I mean, it's not that I haven't spent a lot of time alone just period living in Chicago, but I like didn't have all these creative projects that I worked on. I didn't have the platforms that I have today that I can take my time and focus it towards 
So, like, right now, I find myself having just the most time I've ever had to try to allocate it towards my creative projects, which is great. But this is the first time I've actually been like, oh, man, I'm really not in the mood to edit a YouTube video. I'm really, like, it, this is the first time I'm actually like, even the things I enjoy doing are becoming less enjoyable. Like, it's gotten that far now where I really have always enjoyed doing YouTube, and I still really do enjoy it, all things considered. But the fact I'm having days where I'm like, do I really have to edit this today? Do I really have to do this right now? Like, just having that thought cross my head, I know that this is coming from just a, such a weird situation where... I have just had a lot more time to overthink about of things. And, and I was in a real good routine prior to quarantine where I didn't feel like I... I feel like I was a, one of the most natural I've ever been with my day-to-day. -day. Like, I, I kind of just felt like I was in a... It was real smooth. I wasn't overthinking things too much. I was being calculated. I really do think that when you have too much time to make a decision, sometimes it can just be, like, way worse. Sometimes you just... Like, your gut feeling on something is just better to go with. And you're just more... And more just go, 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 go. And this quarantine has taken a little bit away from me where now I'm like really overthinking, what should my next video be about? Is this the right thing that I'm doing? Should I spend more time on this? And there's been some good that has come out of it, but there's been some bad that's come out of it too. So I've definitely felt trapped. I felt kind of down in the dumps. Today in particular, I feel exhausted. I do feel accomplished though. I, uh, I did finally buy a couch. It's not here yet. But I got a couch, so my exhaustion will at least maybe lead me to a nice couch to lay on when I'm feeling tired now. So <laughs> I knew you were going to make that fucking connection. <laughs> so not all is lost. I have not had a living room couch since I lived here. And I haven't really told anyone about this because it doesn't really... I mean, it, it matters to me personally, but it, it doesn't really concern anyone else. But I've been ordering packages, been getting them stolen. I, it's not just me. It's like this whole building. I've been getting our... Package is stolen, which is really also inconvenient right now because the stores were closed. Or if I go to the stores, there's the whole pandemic thing going on. So, I, yeah, I've been uh, I've been a bit overwhelmed trying to figure out where do I get my packages sent to. It's like either get 50-50 shot my package gets stolen or I go into a place that people who might have coronavirus are. So, you know, it's not the most... Not, it's not the best of times, but at least I'm walking away with a couch this weekend that I can lay on and watch the uh, new... There's a new documentary about the home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. comes out June 14th, so by the time that this episode drops, I might have uh, already seen it. Speaking of things that you're going to watch, I know that we talked before the episode about the Dave Chappelle... Uh, snippet uh, 846 what 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 are some of your thoughts after uh, having watched that that video well I knew going into it that it was uh, I had been prefaced with the fact this was going to be because uh, I asked if it was like was it comedic and the the feeling I got around it was it was not really comedic not that, not that there wasn't going to be a moment or two in there just because it's Dave Chappelle he's usually pretty damn good at making us laugh but uh, I knew it was going to be really heavy, and that was one of the most compelling 27 minutes I think I've ever watched, because it was, it was real. There was just, what I liked about it so much is that it was, it went against, there's all this like, 
we're, we're in a time where everything is moving towards more politically correct. And as I've said before, I think things have to become more politically correct before they can get better. We have to recognize that some things are not okay with people. Uh, I know sometimes it can be over the top, it can be whatever for, for people. But in this one, Dave Chappelle just did not hold back. He said it from the heart. Everything that he said, I felt like, was from the heart. His delivery was incredible. He's one of the best storytellers of our generation. He's one of the best comedians of our generation. And I walked away from his message feeling like I really understood where he was coming from, like to the best that I am going to be able to understand. And I just feel like any person who watches that and doesn't step away and think, like especially for people who are on the fence, who maybe don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement, or who maybe are against the Black Lives Matter movement, I think that you'll watch that and you'll understand better what it's all about. And I think that was that was like the voice that needed to be heard right now. And I ultimately agree with him a lot. Because um, I, I, I had seen what Don Lemon had said, the CNN broadcaster. So I had heard how he was calling out the... Um, the African-American celebrities for not saying enough. And when Dave Chappelle pretty much said that the streets were doing the talking, like something clicked for me. I was like, you know, I I think I actually understand that. And maybe when I first heard Don Lemon say it, I kind of was thought, yeah, you know what? He, He makes a good point. Why aren't they saying anything? And I just thought that Dave's execution on really explaining this was really, really good. And it's things like that like listening to him that make me just very motivated to want to make a difference in this world because we all know that because he said that a lot of people are going to be inspired and that's just incredible to me well i think it was the the don lemon thing um he both said fuck you but he also kind of acknowledged that there is there is a reason why him and other celebrities it's important for them to talk he, you know he, that one of my favorite sections of what he says is he's like i realize there is significance to this because you guys trust me you know you look at these systems that these institutions that are in place that are supposed to have your backs and you can't trust you feel like you can't trust them and so you look to me who's just a normal guy and you want to hear what I have to say. Um, and I thought that was really powerful. And I think that there is, uh, you know, in in thinking of this pursuit of things, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in weighing the options of how to, how to act and, and, and what to focus on, and, and this is kind of my thought process in, trying to balance things too because it's ultimately not that I think I have a perfect perspective on things at all but I do think that I want to be an ally in this and at this point I have somewhat of a platform but if I if I can keep pursuing things if I can work my ass off to get to a place where people do give a shit of what I have to say um there's an opportunity there to make a real difference. And um, maybe that's a, 
somewhat pretentious uh, point of view, but I just I just f- feel like what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know what? What am I waiting for? What uh, what what's the purpose of it all? You know, part of me is like this is a really existential. I don't even know if I 100% follow through with it, but part of me is thinking, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't, I don't believe in God. I, I, uh, I think when it's all said and done, everything's just going to be done. And part of me is like, so when I weigh things, sometimes I'm just like, in the grand scheme of things, this is going to matter. Part of me feels a purpose to be like even if I specifically don't think things matter, I feel like I'm here and I'm existing and I should use my time to give people the opportunity to strive for the things that matter to them in this life. Um, even if it doesn't matter to me. And I, uh, this is just some things that I've been thinking about, but it just, uh, I don't know. This stuff is just really heavy. I I fucking bawled my eyes out a couple of times when he when he talked about uh he's like um this man called out for his mother and I've only heard that one other time with my uh father on his dead deathbed knowing he was gonna die calling out for his grandmother. And uh, I just fucking lost it. That part was super powerful. Yeah, it was uh, very intense. And uh, I also just feel like um, it sucks that we've had to have these martyrs, you know, that, you know, looking back on even our episode with Rodney uh, is race and illusion. Um, I haven't listened to the full thing again, but I'm just like, I haven't been taking this serious enough, I feel like. And, uh, and so there's just a lot of frustration, not only because of what's happening, but it's just like, I, I've been part of the problem and I've, I've tried to really say it you know it's not my people versus your people we're all people whatever but it all but at, to a certain point too i think part of the reason why i felt so passionate about this stuff is it is my people that led to a lot of the shit and so i i feel like there is a a serious responsibility for me specifically and Uh, for me specifically to do what I can to uh, to talk with people I got uh, I was telling Stephen before the episode that I got into a big conversation with people on TikTok about uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was in the comment section for like hours just messaging people about uh, the Stanford prison experiment which I brought up last episode and and uh, it's although it is an unethical study and um, the de- data collection is is not very uh, valid. It it does just make you observe humanity and, and see uh, what our perceptions are of certain roles within society. So 
I know I'm just rambling here, but there's just a lot of thoughts have been going through my head, and uh, I guess this is the the place to express them. <laughs> Dude, this is definitely the place to express it. That's what I love so much about the podcast is it's a place where, especially a podcast like Everything Must Go, I definitely feel like we can talk about pretty much anything, and I uh, I cherish it every day, every day that I uh, hit record on uh, Audacity and then send you the audio afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Way to break it down to its most uh, pure form. That at the end of the day, it's just audio files being spliced. At the together. end of the day, it's just audio going from one place to another. <laughs> oh man, that's literally all that's actually happening. If you think about it, I, dude, that's a good point. Well, I'm thinking about it because I know for a fact that if I don't mention this now, I'm 100 percent gonna forget about it. So I don't know how I ended up doing this, but I. I'm not much of a Facebook user at all. I like I go on to Facebook periodically. I have a Stephen Russell B. Facebook fan page that I post videos on, but I'm I'm really not much of a user of it. However, I uh, I went onto it and I just started scrolling through. I went on my personal Facebook, and I just started scrolling through my uh, messages inbox. And I scrolled all the way back, and you know whose uh, Facebook messages I came across? <laughs> Me and yours. What? From t- from 2011. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude. I literally went all the way back, and I read like everything. It was amazing. I I, just, I did all these screenshots. I'll have to send them to you because I. Uh, Is there anything worth sharing with the podcast? Uh, that's what I'm trying to remember. Like. One of them was, uh, um, <laughs> I had a breakup. What was that? That was my, so the, the, when we, you and I went, went to school together, my girlfriend broke up with me like two days before my birthday. And I ended up getting like super drunk for that birthday. And I made a scene and got like, <laughs> I made a scene at a house party. <laughs> so I, I, there was like a text message about that. Um, there was a text message or there was a message that I sent you about um, uh, I was like yeah this girl I'm talking to she's like not she's like not she's like uh, not hitting me up or something I forget who it was I think that ended up becoming like my future girlfriend there was um, there was just like our banter back and forth of just like each other like giving each other shit there was so much just like hilarious back and forth on there there was us talking about our math test where I was like, what, you said, so what do you, you think about the test? And I was like, I thought it was kind of hard. On the last question, I literally put a smiley face. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, it was, it's super funny reading all these messages. Um, Feels like a but, lifetime ago, dude. But it's also I, just, I really want to see these because just thinking of you venting to me about this uh this situation is just like you know i i can't really remember our conversations back then but i do remember a general idea that even pretty early on we were pretty vulnerable with each other on like what we were going through and and uh our thoughts on things which is now it just is like oh yeah that's how our friendship developed it's whatever but thinking back that's actually kind of how it all started really we we were pretty 
quick to to uh, confide in one another. I feel like and I it, it's so funny. I didn't even know that this existed. Like I scrolled all the way back to 2011 because I had just like so many just like nonsense Facebook messages in there. Because when I worked at Disney World. When I wanted to like give away a shift or pick up a shift, I'd have to message someone on Facebook. So I had all these random messages. So like, I never like, bothered scrolling back even further. So I saw it. I was like, wait a second, Brandon? <laughs> His old Facebook messages are still in here? And it, even even the, the night where we always talk about we make we've made jokes about it ever since, there's literally exact text messages of me being like, I don't see why they're so mad. <laughs> like, there's, like, <laughs> there's like just so many goofy messages. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> it's really funny. But, and, <laughs> I don't know. Our, our banter, it's, like, sort of similar, but I'm definitely more ridiculous. Like, I definitely have toned it back a little bit. Oh, really? Than, than some of the messages. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I feel like you have gotten more tame. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I, honestly, I read, I, just... I guess putting it this way is sometimes when it's been, I don't know, sometimes you don't realize how much you've actually changed until you have something that that shows you a, a direct like window into the past. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot I was like this. Or you see an old video of yourself and you're like, whoa, I forgot I looked like this. And it, I don't know. You don't you don't notice it as much because it just kind of. You I mean you change gradually over time, so it's not too often I have a window into nine years ago exactly how I talked to you. Yeah, that was like the very like some of those messages. Like like here's here's an example of a part of our conversation I remember. Because I had forgot about this. Remember when there was that initial talk about me moving in with you in sophomore year of college? Yeah, that conversation is in there. Like. I, I remember it, but it was just it was weird to actually see the back and forth. And, like, the exact moment I said I wasn't going to do it. Like, I have that exact moment in the message, and you just being like, oh, I forget what your exact response, but just, like, it was weird to see it. Was I mad? I don't know. I think you were, like, a little mad. A little mad slash disappointed. I mean, knowing me, I probably, like, gave you, like, optimism I was probably going to do it, and then at the last moment it was just like, Oh, yeah, no, that's a horrible idea. I, like, I also... <laughs> I so this was discussion of you moving in that specific year, not us talking about rooming together the next year? But Both are mentioned in there, okay. actually. Because, I, yeah, I, I guess I forgot that we... But we did have a roommate that ended up leaving us, and it was like it went from us splitting the rent four ways and the utilities four ways to us doing everything three ways. And... Uh, so it makes sense that we might have that I might have talked to you about possibly taking that um taking that spot. I wonder what the dynamic would have been like if you had moved in to Probably that apartment. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not good. I mean So I had my one buddy Tyler who him and his girlfriend pretty much lived with us. I actually really liked them. I like became really good friends with them by the end of the year. <laughs> I remember getting an argument though with uh with um, his girlfriend about how a woman, she said a woman could never be president. And just hearing this from another oh. <laughs> woman was, like, so baffling to me. Um, but it, it just was like, oh, this is conservative Tennessee for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, th- those were, uh, it was just, 
<laughs> yeah, some of those things I completely have forgotten about. Um, I don't know what that reality would have looked like of me living there, but it was definitely interesting to see the discussion about us living together that following year, not knowing that you were going to drop out and I was going to come back. Because even I did, almost, I, I really didn't want to come back for junior year, which is something that I'm really glad that I did, but yeah, just seeing that dialogue was really weird. So I'll definitely share that with you after yeah. the podcast. Dope. I'm excited. Um, we did get a audience. Qu- this was actually from a while back, but obviously with the last two episodes, we haven't really uh, uh, veered off of anything that's happened in the world, but uh, I figured I'd bring it to the table if you uh, are down for it. 100p, dude. Um, okay, so the question is, if you could travel back in time to any time... <laughs> I feel like this could have been worded better. <laughs> if you could travel back in time to any time, what time period would you choose, and who would you want to meet slash see when you got there? Um, I want to go back to the 1920s. And I want to see Babe Ruth play because I think he's an urban legend and I need to actually see him in real life and understand if he really just ate a diet of hot dogs and drank beer and he was able to hit all those home runs. That's sick, dude. <laughs> so, what, I mean, what would what would be the significance of you seeing that? Just You just want to witness it or... <laughs> I just... <laughs> Can you imagine if I actually got this, like a genie just shows up and he's like, okay, you get one wish. And I'm like, anything? Okay, I want to go back and watch Babe Ruth play baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean. uh, Do you want to, like, talk to him? Like, find out what he was like as a guy? Yeah, we play play a game of checkers or something. Have a beer together. Could be kind of fun. Uh yeah, I don't know. This probably isn't my answer, but it's like, if it's something that feels almost possible, even though obviously it's not. <laughs> like, it basically, I, okay, so I just saw all the Back to the Future movies, one, two, and three, and I was like, what's something that I would just like want to go back and do that would be like a fun movie <laughs> premise? I was like, I want to go back and see Babe Ruth play and like watch the old school baseball. I think that would be so cool. And I, I just love like that time period too of like, about a hundred years ago or so. I would enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like back in time, there's this this show on YouTube called Robbie. It's like with one of my favorite comedians, Rory Scovel. And uh, basically he he's kind of a bum. His dad was a high school basketball coach, won two uh, state championships with the high school team. And... Uh, Rory Scovel's character, Robbie, wants to be the next high school basketball coach. and uh, But he hasn't really done anything with himself. He's not a smart guy. He He's not good with basketball either. He coaches this, like, church league basketball team. And is just an idiot. But there is one specific. He is a manager of a, uh ice cream shop. And uh, there is another ice cream shop that comes into town. 
and they're they have this grand opening. He's like, okay, we got to compete with them, so let's have this grand opening. And while they're having the grand opening, he hired an Abraham Lincoln impersonator, but this impersonator also plays the banjo. One of the best lines in the show. While he's playing the banjo, they shoot off these confetti cannons, and one of the other workers is having a hard time shooting off the confetti cannon, and he's like, come on, get it open! And she finally opens it, and it shoots Abraham Lincoln in the face, and he falls over, and he goes, you shot Abe Lincoln! (laughs) Just thinking of, like, in the writing room, at some point, we need one of our characters to say, you shot Abe Lincoln. That's probably how it works. They come up with like a really good quote and they just build around that. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, man. Oh my god, I was dying. It was so funny. Um, okay, I'll answer this question. I'm, I'm really curious what yours is. I have no idea. Like, I don't. I have no idea if you're gonna pick like something recent, music related, movie related. I have no idea what you're gonna pick for this. I want to go back uh, and see Babe Ruth eat hot dogs and drink beer. <laughs> Dude, I'll see you there. <laughs> We just all hang out with Avery. Oh, man. Uh, no, I I have actually answered this before. Uh, my answer is very selfish. Um, but the, the first thing that comes to mind is I would really want to go back to 90, like 1991, 1992 when I was, like, to see my parents. You know, having me at 16. Because I hear stories about it. But just, uh, and you see these shows like Teen Mom and stuff. Uh, which is um, a very um, dramatized uh, version of reality, I feel like, in a lot of... I mean, they edit it in that way. But I just wanted... I I wish I could see what my parents were like in that situation, in that context, and, like, what led to uh, my childhood and... and, uh, I got a couple ideas (laughs) of what led to it. Parents having sex, dude. <laughs> you know, though, I definitely, like, one of the thoughts that I thought in my head was it would be really cool to go back in time and see, like, my family, like, before I was born. I think it would be really cool to see what was my family, like, right before I was born. Just see everybody. Like, I think it would be cool because I hear, my entire life I've heard so many stories about my family, but it would be cool to see the, the chapters in which I wasn't a part of. Because I, I, there's not, like, one of my, my favorite video clip I've maybe ever seen in my entire life is my brother's birthday party, like his one-year birthday party or something, and it's so cool because it's in the house I, my, the first five years of my life, I lived in one, I lived in this house, and in this shot, you can see, it's like my mom, who is around the age that I am now in it, which is weird, and then you see... Um, like my grandparents, like my aunts, my like, like there's so many people who are no longer with us who are in this shot, and it's just like it's a direct window into the past, and it's just it's so cool to see it. Like I, I, I literally just sat there and like watched it, rewind it, watched it, rewind. It. Like I just kept watching it back and forth because I'm just like this is so incredible that I can see this window into my past again, and just kind of like remember it because I was so young that like I don't quite remember it but that's why I always say how I think I'm so obsessed with video because it it literally it's a time machine it's so cool it's the closest I'll ever get to be able to go 
back in time, barring, you know, if Elon Musk decides he wants to start a time machine company, which it kind of seems like he's go, he's trending in that direction. If you look at everything, he's talking about going to space. He's sending people to space, building underground tunnels. I feel like the next thing he's going to come up with is a way to go back in time. When he does that, I'll be first in line. Speaking of, uh, you know, just the idea or the concept of uh, moments in which you weren't a part of their life, your family's life and stuff. Uh, we, we've talked briefly about this, but does any part of you feel like right now, since you're not um, in close proximity to your family, that in a way you're not a part of their life? Do you, do you get that feeling in a sense? Yeah. I mean, this has continued to be a tough thing for me because I, I mean, it's always tough when you move away from your family and now Brandon, I mean, you can attest to this. You've lived away from your family several times in your life. It's always kind of tough because there's something so comforting about being able to just go there, even just for like a couple of hours just to get dinner or lunch or something. Um, that's always really comforting. I definitely think that part of me just like constantly staying busy through this whole pandemic is I do feel like I can't have an impact on my family around me. Like it definitely does bother me a lot. And, um, you know, I try to talk to them almost every day just because I, I do feel like that's the closest I can have a connection to them. But yeah, I don't feel, I, I, I it's weird. I don't feel connected to them, but I will say that I've had some of my most intense conversations and I feel like in a lot of ways I've gotten very close to them through this pandemic because there's just a, there's a lot going on in the world um there's a lot going on um like recently there's there's been a lot going on with, even like within my family and some tough times that um, my family's had to go through and it's kind of I think any time that people go through tough stuff I think that you become more vulnerable you, you talk about some things that you don't normally talk about. So sometimes it can bring people closer together. So in some ways I feel close with some of these tough conversations, but I mean, I haven't even been to Ohio in 2020. And like, that's, I think this is the second longest I've ever been away from home. And by the time I do get back, it probably will be the longest I've ever gone without actually being home in Ohio. Like I'm just, honestly, I'm happy. I even went to Florida in March because in hindsight, I just barely squeezed that trip in with before everything, um, before the like, literally while I was there in Florida, my last night is when the NBA season got canceled, and we all know that that was like right around the point where people started to take the whole thing exponentially more serious and stopped flying and stopped doing all kinds of things. So, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> not the best, not the best segue. <laughs> <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is I definitely feel like I need to go home at some point soon to actually physically be around people again, even though when I do, obviously six feet apart, social distance. Yeah. What, what about you? I, you moved to Chicago and then this whole quarantine thing happened. And you obviously when you were in Rochester, you weren't like right by your family, but like you were close enough where you could go home on a weekend. Well, sort of. Um, the tough thing was I had CODA, mm -hmm. and I was not allowed to bring CODA. Not that I wasn't allowed, but I 
I couldn't bring Coda up because uh, the whole reason that I had Coda um, was there was a they had Coda and another one of their dogs. Uh, they got into a, a fight and they could not be reintroduced. They just didn't like each other after that. So I took Coda, um, and it was just I, I couldn't bring her with. So if I were to come up, it'd have to be for like a day. I think I'd have to think hard about the time period in which I went because I need to be back for Coda. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how my family feels, but I think, I think I learned a lot, um, from living on my own in Tennessee the first time around. I was really, really bad at, at holding up my end of the bargain in terms of having a relationship with my sisters and, and, uh, you know, calling back home and... I was just so like tunnel visioned on my life and it was uh at times it was um easy to forget that I need to take a step back from my life for a second to to check in with my family and I think uh that was a really good learning lesson for me so um while I was living in Rochester while I've lived in Chicago I I do my part to call on my sisters to to call my mom and dad and and check in with them and sometimes we'll all talk through speakerphone uh just about life and what's going on. My family is a bunch of talkers, so we uh we we can you know sit and have deep conversations even if we haven't talked for a couple weeks or something. So that's that's pretty nice. Um it is weird in in the sense that like you know, my youngest sister just graduated high school and not being there during that is kind of eerie in a way, but it's also just like, I don't know, the whole thing with your, like your immediate family until you start your own family is, it's, 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 um, how do I balance pursuing the things in life that I want with making sure that I'm still caring for the people that are, you know, back home? And uh, and so that's always a, a thing that's on my mind. I feel close to them. I feel um, like they understand what I'm doing to a certain extent or what I'm trying to do. Well, maybe that's wishful thinking. I don't know if they, <laughs> they completely understand but uh, they at least tolerate it, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm I'm really proud of my sisters specifically because I feel like they've all grown up to be um, good people, and and I'm excited to see. You know, my youngest sister is going to go into college. My second youngest sister is in college. My oldest sister, um, she graduated and. Uh, living on her own um you know there's a lot of things that uh everybody's doing that i can look at and be like hell yeah i'm related to them so it's it's kind of cool even even if i'm not on the outside looking in at times it's it's still uh it's still a nice experience you know definitely still tough it'll it'll i mean it never gets any easier but one of the things that you 
said that definitely speaks to me is before you start a family of your own, it's like what what is the role that your family should play in your life? Because I feel like it's so different for so many people. And a lot of people have commented how they think I talk to my family, like not like too much, but kind of. They're like, wow, you talk to your family every day. Like I might talk to my family like once every couple of weeks, once a month, things like that. And to me, I never really thought twice of it because I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't see them. So how else am I really going to like know what's going on? So for me, it's just always kind of felt like this is just what I do. But, you know, and when I go home, it's just me. Like, I'm a single guy. I just go home. I see my family. I just stay there. But, you know, if and when at some point I move on to, like, the next chapter of me not being in, like, maybe I, I have a wife or have kids and things like that, it's going to change things. But right now I'm sort of in this limbo period of it's like an ex it doesn't feel like I'm it this is an extension of college anymore like I definitely feel like I'm a I'm past that I feel like I'm established it's somewhat I kind of have the pieces together of what I'm building here but it is definitely weird because as I've said before this isn't really like a chapter of my life that I ever really envisioned happening like I I think 28 was the year I was supposed to get married if you look at me as a kid so I didn't think about what I would do in a hypothetical situation where I'm just I'm not married and at 28 I didn't really think about what does that life look like now I know it's obviously it's a different because there's also a pandemic going on which is an added complication to it but I think it is kind of tough I don't I don't know there's no there's no real like rule book of written of how you're supposed to live your life and I think unfortunately because a lot of us grew up in with this idea of getting married and having kids and like that was like a chapter i feel like if you don't do it in the order in which you're expecting to do it in or if something doesn't go exactly according to plan sometimes there is a tendency to look in the mirror and think am i doing this right i i, I mean there's just there is i don't know what the right answer is i don't know how often i should talk to my parents i don't know how separate i should keep my life from all them before you have your own family because people used to get married earlier people used to do things differently this is in some ways in in some ways this is uncharted territory there's a lot of us who are in this same boat as me or brandon or any other people who are in their 20s and 30s well it's all uncharted territory for us specifically Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you talk about uh, uh, not having a rule book on life, it, you, you kind of grow up thinking that you might have one. But then uh, so many I sometimes I feel so uh, inept in life. I'm just like, man, I'm almost freaking 30 and I'm still just trying to make sure that I talk to my immediate family uh, a, a good amount of time being responsible with that and you know what if i get my own family then i have to re-examine the dynamic between my new immediate family and my parents and my sisters like how what's the relationship going to be like with them and uh, it's it is a it's a bunch of twists and turns and it's um i think i i, I think a, a big understanding that i've come to is the the willingness to be uh, elastic uh, to a certain extent, flexible, so that uh, when you are hit with these things that are just like, man, I thought I was going to be married with kids at 
you know, 25 years old, but now I'm almost 30, and I'm like, I haven't had a girlfriend in almost three years now. <laughs> it's like, how do I, uh, what steps do I take going forward? Am I okay with the steps I'm taking? So I, sometimes it feels like, for me, I, uh, sometimes I feel like I've lived two separate lives just within my specific, not even like in a, in a reincarnation sense, but just like, I got to a certain, I was kind of leading up to this place in my life where I thought that the next step was obviously you find the woman that you're going to be with, you settle down, you have some kiddos, some little Brandon kiddos running around, <laughs> playing with Star Wars lightsabers with their dad, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, I thought that was going to be a, a step and then it's not. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Now it's like the second life of like, well, that doesn't have to be it. Are you okay with the fact that it's not it? Uh, what What is your next step? What do you? Who are you? What do you want to be? It's uh, it's it's uh, pretty crazy to look up, look upon. I don't know what the next step is. I really don't. I came into twenty twenty thinking something, and I got something completely different. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing too. Is like. <laughs> even if you uh have have been uh good at at uh setting goals and and standards for yourself <laughs> then shit like 2020 happens where it's like exactly <laughs> like it's actually <laughs> i was in such a good routine before this happened and i went on vacation i talked to you and i'm like hey man i'm feeling really refreshed this is the clearest my mind has been then all this pandemic stuff starts happening and, like, I've still been very consistent, all things considered. I don't know how I put out three YouTube videos last week. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. I, I, it was tough because I just didn't want to do it. I, I have, like, a new way of doing my YouTube videos, so it was a little more practical to get it done. But, man, there's times where when things aren't going according to plan, you got to find, like, extra strength inside yourself to to just power through it and look at the long term that, that's something i've i've been happy with myself about in general is i've been pretty good about noticing like all right in the moment this is gonna suck but think about the long term what are you gonna be more happy about a year from now when you look back and that's always been something that's helped me when i feel like absolute trash is do you want to feel like trash now and then a year later look back on this time and be like well not only did you feel like trash, but you also did things that were trash, and then now you feel extra bad when you think about how you wasted the time. I don't, I don't like having that feeling, so I've been trying really hard to at least feel like I'm giving my best shot, and I'm still very frustrated because people write in my YouTube comments like, you know, I, I want to see like more of the actual city of Chicago, and I'm just like, okay, I, I don't, I don't know. What yeah, to no say. shit, dude. I don't know, like, I don't know what to tell these people. Like, I absolutely love, obviously, the people who support me. I'm not just, like, uh, bashing everybody who, who watches my videos. But I'm going to be 100% honest. I literally, and you could find a whole bunch of live recordings. I guess maybe you can now because I probably put them as private. But you could at the time uh, where I talked about how I, my plan was to do a weekly vlog in Chicago where you could see what was going on then doing vlogs of some of the neighborhoods. Keep in mind, when I started the vlog series initially, the weather was terrible. 
and I didn't know how I wanted to do it. Now I know. I actually like the idea of like going to tourist spots and stuff like that because it makes good vlog content. So as soon as the weather was going to get nicer, I was really excited to like go to the Cubs game with Brandon and do a vlog there. And there was all these ideas that I had. Then the pandemic happened. So when people make comments like, you know, I want to see more of Chicago, I'm like, okay, great. Here's the thing. I'm not a photographer. I'm not a videographer. I don't enjoy just walking out and about and recording footage of the city. That's a flaw in myself. I will admit to it. Is it a flaw in the sense of like it's actually something that's wrong with me? No. But is it a flaw in it, it would be to my benefit if I cared more about that and I was more interested in it? 100%. If you want to go watch someone else's YouTube videos who, who does something like that, then be my guest. But you can also be patient and know that that kind of stuff is going to start coming. The city didn't even open back up again until June 3rd, and Brandon can attest to this. Like, nothing has been open here. Like, you have not wanted to go anywhere in this city. Like, you talk about just having all of the motivation, no matter how motivated you are, just zapped from you. Walk around in a city with everyone has masks, everything is closed, everything is just doesn't look... The, the lakefront is closed. We have, I mean, like, we've been pissed because <laughs> I want to play basketball. You can't even play basketball because the rims are off the yeah. hoops. Like, this is so unprecedented that I just... Maybe people who are not from here just don't know what it's like. But I can't... I, I can make vlog videos, but they're not going to be that entertaining. And to be honest with you, I don't even have it in me to put those types of vlog videos on the internet. And that's why I've been focusing on the videos that I have been doing. And that comes back again to just, one, you have to adapt when things are different. And two, you got to do what you want to do. Like, I, I'm still, I still do things that I want to do on my YouTube channel and just creatively. I, I think sometimes you got to just stick to your, stick to your roots, do what you feel good about. And I don't know. That's just something I wanted to vent about because it's been kind of frustrating because I'm like, what, I, I don't know what people want. Like, what, what do people want me to do? Like, I can only do so much. Not to mention, like, uh, like I just exercising a little bit of patience <laughs> on this whole thing. Like, things are going to get better. I'm going to be able to do more. Yeah. I, I, I do think that – well, I mean, that's that's been the conundrum, I think. It's like uh, I think our patience has been <laughs> exercised quite a bit by this situation. But then for the people – you know, for people who view your stuff, uh, you, they, you still are limited in what in what you're able to offer, and it's not like you're um, doing certain things just to spite them. It's, it's like, <laughs> I know people are acting like I'm going out of my way, or that like I don't actually do anything that's fun and exciting. Here's the thing: I don't do anything that's that fun and exciting right now. I normally like I travel every like six or seven weeks. I know, like, I like to go out and do things, but, like, what can I really do? Like, I can do some things now, but that was only since June 3rd, and it's not that many things. Brandon's been quarantining himself, so Brandon's out of... And Brandon's the person I do 95% of my content with anyways, and, I mean, I can I just walk around the city and be like, hey, I'm walking around the city, look how cool Chicago is. Yeah. Will I enjoy doing that? No. <laughs> not really. Yeah. I wish I liked... I will say, I do wish I enjoyed spending more time by myself i really don't like spending time alone like i don't like just like walking around by myself a whole lot i never I, really have see i feel like i like it but i also feel like it's really bad for me <laughs> like i feel like <laughs> just personally it's not good for me to be alone that much because i just get i like have conversations with myself that just <laughs> just go to, <laughs> go to brandon you doing okay man <laughs> nah man 
<laughs> Not so good. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Pretty much. I, I get it. I've never talked to myself more in my entire life than during this pandemic. But at least I'll be able to do that on a new couch. <laughs> Keep bringing up that damn couch. Um, is there anything that you... Uh, want to recommend to people i know that we a lot we've been going away from the spotify segment we talked about bringing it back the next week um but anything that you've been watching that you want to recommend or or uh back to the future its movies are really good jesus (laughs) (laughs) you're the beatles Uh, check out their their tunes check out the beatles um well, I'll let everyone know if I like this documentary with the uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Home Run Chase. It's called, like, Long... Oh, gosh. Long Gone, John Silvers. Gone... Well... <laughs> I don't forget... Wait, hold on. This is definitely not what it is. Hold on. It's called... Nope. Long Gone Summer. That's what it is. So I'll let people know, uh, maybe on the next episode, what I think about that when it comes out. But and I think it's I might watch that uh, Pete Davidson thing. I'm thinking about King of Staten Island. That. Yeah, I'm thinking I may be watching that. I want to see that too. Bill Burr's in it. Um, in terms of my recommendations, I watched the documentary Thirteenth. Uh, it's obviously surrounding, not obviously, it's but it is surrounding um, uh, Black Lives Matter stuff and the criminal justice system specifically. And uh, I wasn't able to verify this stat, but in the documentary, they talk about how 97% of people incarcerated in America uh, did not have a trial. And so what they, what they talked about was basically people who get arrested, they'll, they'll, uh, when they're talking about going to trial or not, they're basically told you have one of two options. Either you can go to court with us and if you lose, you have a chance of, um, you know, spending decades in prison, or you can just go to prison for three years, take a deal, go to prison for three years. And uh, for a lot of people um, that are being that are in these situations, they don't even actually have the money to pay for good counsel. So the the chance of them going to trial and losing. Uh, is much more scary than the desire for proving their innocence or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, And they talk about how specifically the way the system is set up is if every case did go to trial, it would completely demolish our system. Like Our system would not be able to handle it. So um, I just think it's another thing that I don't think there's anything wrong with us questioning if our system is built properly and and re-examining where we might need to fix things so i would definitely recommend that documentary and uh, if you haven't watched the dave Chappelle thing i think steven and i can both recommend that um and then next week hopefully we'll get the the spotify segment back so you can hear some more some more tunes um brought to you by steven and i anything else that you wanted to talk about um i finally got a haircut salons are open one thing we got nice looks good i have not gotten a haircut do grow it out i might i might my parents are I got. pissed though not just my parents my entire family they did not like when i had long hair 
I liked it. Bring it back. Bring it back. Why not? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Like we talked about, we wanted this to be um, somewhat of a more balanced episode with uh, other topics. As I mean, that's kind of what the show is about. We we talk about a lot of things. It's not uh, not a niche podcast by any means. We uh, everything must go. So if you enjoyed what we had to say, um, please give us a follow. Subscribe to our our YouTube channel, Everything Must Go Podcast. Uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com, or you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that is 513-427-EMG5. If you would rather hit us up on social media, the podcast is at emgpod on Instagram and Twitter. Steven is at Stephen Russell B. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy.